This is the I Want to Play College Golf podcast. We talk to those who coached and those who have played college golf, so you can learn what it takes to be a college golfer. Are you ready to tee off? Let's go. Chris Riley, 12-8, 1973. So I'm 47. And I played the PGA Tour for 13 years, and now I'm the golf coach at the University of San Diego. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Um, how'd you get started with golf? So my dad started me. Um, I grew up here in San Diego. Um, San Diego has a, an amazing junior golf um, program, and it started way back in the 60s. And I was fortunate enough to to live here where we had such a great junior golf program. And um, my dad was taught by his dad, so um, kind of just passed it along. And um, I just I've enjoyed it. Oh, that's very nice. And yeah, what was your typical day? Uh, sorry, what was your typical day like in your junior career? So in junior golf, obviously on the weekends, I'd be at, at the golf course all day, a little par three golf course called Tecolote Canyon. Mm-hmm. It's a par 58, and it was in the neighborhood I grew up in Claremont, which is in San Diego. And um, it really helped me with my 100 yards and in, which you know is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, I didn't know, you know, there's not, there wasn't a lot of coaching like there is now. Um, I just kind of went out there with my brother and we just played golf all day long and had a good time. And really, I didn't really have a swing instructor or anything like that. My dad helped me with putting and the basics of the swing, like a grip, your grip and, you know, just being on, on plane and, um, but really basic. So I was fortunate enough to hang out with my brother who's three years older than me. And I was the, the, the young guy hanging around all the, all the other people and, and um, I got good enough to beat them all. So it, w- it was fun. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I know, it is, yeah. It's good to be the younger brother. Mm-hmm. Did you play in tournaments often? Uh, yeah. So in the summertime, I played all the time. And um, I did pretty good in that. Sorry, I'm eating a piece of ice. Yeah, we probably, like I said, uh, we were very fortunate to live here in San Diego. We're literally – Tournaments were affordable. I think they were $2, and you got a hot dog and a, and a drink at the end. I Probably there wasn't as many people back then just because the golf course would actually give you the golf, would give our senior junior golf the golf course at no fee. And basically, we paid the $2 entry fee, and it pretty much covered your, your uh, lunch afterwards. So we grew up in a very fortunate time. You didn't have, have to have a lot of money. Like now, these AJGAs travel, it's just so expensive. So we were very fortunate. Wow, I didn't know a tournament could be $2. Uh, yeah, and you, got a hot, and you got a hot dog and a cup. Yeah. <laughs> um, what was one of like, your most favorable – sorry, what was one of your most memorable or favorite tournaments in your junior career? So in my junior career, it was probably when I was 17 at Torrey Pines South. Um, I was paired with a guy named Tiger Woods. And I was 17 and he was 15. And um, I had a three shot lead with six holes to go. And he ended up beating me by one or two. And I finished second in the junior worlds and he won the junior worlds. He won everything. But um, I grew up playing junior golf with Tiger Woods. He was from LA and I was uh, down here in San Diego. I was two years older than him, but you know, he was beating everybody, but I beat him a couple times. So that was good. And then, when we got on the tour together, it was it was really good because I, you know I uh, I knew him way back from junior golf. People were afraid to talk to him and stuff like that, and I could walk right up to him and have conversations and 
pretty much, you know, for, I think he's probably the best player that's ever lived. So mm-hmm. um, definitely Tiger Woods was in there for my junior career. Oh, yeah, that's really nice. Did you play yeah. any other big tournaments or? In junior golf? Yeah. Um, junior World was pretty much the biggest tournament. Now, um, did you have, have you played in it, Angelina? The uh, IMG Junior World? Yeah, so I used to be the uh, Optimus Junior World, and that's before IMG bought it, I don't know, 15 years ago. But um, that was the tournament. That and the U.S. Junior Amateur conducted by the United States Golf Association. Um, I did play in that three times. Never did that good. Made it to the quarterfinals one time, but I never never got in the final. Actually, I did get in the semifinals one year when I was 15. Um, I lost to a guy named David Duval, who played the tour for a long time. But um, um, those were the two big ones, Junior World and in the United States Junior. So, um, yeah, those were – those were. I actually did win Junior Worlds when I was 12. So um, that was pretty cool. Oh, that's great. And then um, I know I said you went to UNLV. How did you manage to get on their golf team? So that, that was an amazing story, too. I um, – growing up here in San Diego um, – in junior world where all the college coaches come to recruit. Um, they came down and obviously I you played well for your second. And uh, I think the, the other two years I did pretty good as well, but a lot of colleges were interested in me until they saw my transcripts. And then when they saw my transcripts, they're like, we can't get you into school. C's aren't going to cut it. So the two schools that were left were Arizona state and, and UNLV. And, um, Arizona State, I went there. Phil Mickelson took me around. He, the guy who showed me around, I was recruiting on my recruiting trip. I got back to San Diego and I told my dad, I want to go to Arizona State. Well, he goes, That's fine, but you have to go up to Vegas and see what UNLV has to offer. So I'm like, Okay, dad, but I know I want to go to Arizona State. But I took the recruiting trip up to UNLV and I saw Shadow Creek. And when I saw Shadow Creek, I was like, I was like, I want to come here. So at one point I was committed to two different schools and um, it's amazing that Dwayne Knight's still there. You know, they were good before I got there with Warren Scudo, but when I got there, they really got, they really took off and Las Vegas is, is dear to my heart. I just, uh, you know, playing at UNLV and then living there and playing the tour for 12 years out of there. And, and um, it's just a, it's a great place. You're lucky to be in, in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> really cool experience. Yeah. What do you think made the coach pick you? Um, I mean, honestly, I think coaches just pick the best players. And I was definitely one of the best players in my age division for the class of, geez, what would I have been? 1992 was the class of my high school graduation. So, and coach Knight was, he's such a good man. And, and, you know, like I said, I think he's in his 34th year at UNLV. So um, it was kind of a no-brainer for me after – I liked Coach Knight better than the Arizona State coach, that's for sure. And that's important, Angelina, when you're picking colleges, you're going to see your golf coach so much that make sure you really click with the with the coach. I mean, you're, get, you're, you know, you're recruiting, you're going to fall in love with all these schools, but at the end of the day, you're there – if you decide to play golf, you're there for the golf coach and the golf team. So. Um, so that's just a little advice for you. <laughs> yeah, that's great advice. Yeah. And um, I think you already said this, but was there any other reason you chose to go to UNLV? Shadow Creek um, and the practice facilities. 
at the time it used to be the desert Inn where the wind golf course is now they were let me tell you something too las vegas the community the golf the golf people there um they're so nice to the college players and literally i could pick up the phone at any time and Spanish trails, Summerlin, they'll be like, yeah, come on out, come on out. <laughs> um, down here in Southern California, it's a little different. We have to pay for memberships and and um, it's just it's just a different, Vegas is great for golf. I, I think it's better for golf than Southern California. Oh, oh, okay, that makes sense. And how did it feel to be a four-time All-American? You know what, at the time I didn't even know, it, it, you know, it, I was UNLV's first four-time All-American, and um, literally, I didn't even know it. I didn't even – when you're in college, you, I don't even think about it. I just I just played the best golf I could. I had a good time, made a lot of great friends, um, still friends with a lot of people in Las Vegas. You know, your, your teacher, Eric Meeks, good guy, his brother Aaron, um, Bob May, um, a lot of guys. A lot of guys are still my friends. and. Um, I didn't really think of the accolades or, or, you know, what I was winning or I was just up there to have a good time and, and um, play some good golf. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. And I think what, to be all American, you have to have good grades, right? So. No, Oh no. that's an act. That's an academic all American. Oh. oh, he keeps, he keeps licking his thing. So I have to, I have to give him a little, <laughs> yeah. Um, I was, I was an all American golfer, not an academic all American. There are, um, I think to be an academic all American, don't quote me on this, but I think you have to have a 3.5 or higher. Uh, uh, where do you go? Where do you go to high school? Um, I go to Clark. Okay. The chargers. Yeah. The chargers. Yeah. I had some friends that went there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Clark chargers. Yeah. It's a bit of a competitive school. So. Is it academically or sports? Um, I'd say more academically. Like, how do I put it? All the, all the kids go there. Do you? <laughs> do, uh, do you live by Clark? Mm-mm. I live like thirty minutes away. So. What's it? What's the nearest school in your neighborhood? Um, I think it's Palo. Okay, so your school is kind of like uh, our Canyon. Uh, Canyon Crest Academy down here in San Diego. It's up in Northern. San- I mean, it's very, it's all about academics. Mm-hmm. Um, there are schools that are, they probably have good programs and stuff like that. I mean, it's just like a magnet school. But Would I mean, you rather go to Palo? Um, we were thinking about Palo, but it just came down to Gorman or Clark. Okay. I, don't know I, have, a feelings if, I had a feeling if I still live there, my kids would have gone to Gorman or Faith Lutheran. Oh, those are really cool. Yeah. I know, like, a lot of my friends went there. But... Where do you play all your golf? Um, at Summerlin. Uh, okay, now back to it. In, <laughs> in 1995, you played in the Walker Cup. Yep, yep. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a – I don't know if you know what the Walker Cup is, but it's the best amateur – golfers that plays Great Britain and Ireland. I think Eric Meeks played in it too. I think he did. Um, he won the USAM, right, in 89. But uh, once again, Tiger Woods was my partner. So uh, it was really cool. We had a great experience. I can send you some pictures if you want of our team. But um, no, we went over to Wales over in Europe 
and we didn't win. We got our butts. Uh, I don't think we got our butts kicked, but we, we lost. And um, it was a great trip. I was 20. I think I was 20 years old. Um, yeah, 20 years old. Is that right? Maybe 21. But um, I was an amateur in playing golf at UNLV, and um, I was selected. I had, a, I had a pretty good summer, and the United States Golf Association selected me. And just to go over to Europe and play for the first time was amazing. Golf courses are very different, very windy. Got to get the ball on the ground rolling towards the hole versus over here where you have to hit high shot, flop shots. But um, it was fun. Oh, that's great. Um, were there, like, any adjustments you had to make? Um, no, once again, I was 21 years old. I didn't really think much about it. But um, not really. The adjustment, I think the main adjustment was is you use your putter a lot or when you're off the greens instead of chipping with your 60. So um, just get the ball on the ground and running towards the hole was the thing that um, I remember most about playing golf in the Walker Cup in Wales. Oh, that's nice. And how did it feel to lead and help your team to get second at an NCAA championship? Wow. Well, to be honest with you, Angelina, we should have won it all that year. <laughs> our, uh, our, um, we lost to Arizona State, but our fifth player had a really tough week. We felt so bad for him. I don't think he broke 85 one day. Um, and if he would have just broke, I think we figured it out, 79 one day we would have won. Um, but his name was Chris Berry and he act, Eric knows him really well. He actually two years later came in second in the NCAAs individually and the UNLV won it all in 1998. So it was a bit of a redemption for him, but for the guys on the 96 team, it was kind of a sour taste in our mouth, but, uh, I'm happy. I'm still to this day, great friends with Chris Berry and, um, that was tough. That was tough to see him struggle like that. He just – he had no idea where the ball was going, and the course was super narrow, and he just – he just – he just struggled. Tiger Woods won that year. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he won the individual. It was in Tennessee. Oh, so you yeah. grew up with Tiger Woods your whole life then. Basically. Pretty much. If we saw Tiger, we could have a conversation with him. I'd ask him to do an interview for you, but I don't think he, he probably would it. Yeah. But I could ask. I mean, it'd be great, but I... <laughs> okay. Yeah. No. That would be a good one. Yeah. He just had back surgery, though. Ah, uh, is he... Have you ever heard of a guy named Noda Begay? He's on the Golf Channel. He's Tiger's friend. I heard... It's okay. Golf. What's that? I heard of that golf tournament, like the one that... The Noda Begay. Yeah, he has his own golf tournament. Oh, that's he hosts that. Yeah, he hosts it. Oh, oh, that's nice. What do you shoot? What What do you shoot? Um, it's hard to say. I mean, are you do you shoot seventy six every time? Um, it depends. Like right now, I'm kind of going through adjustments. Uh huh. So it's okay. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. What's your lowest round ever? Um, sixty eight. That's good. Thank you. That's really good. I have a 16-year-old daughter and a 14-year-old daughter. My 14-year-old daughter doesn't – she plays a little bit, but my 16-year-old daughter actually just left today. She was going over to Arizona for a tournament. Um, but she committed to play golf. She's going to play at Louisiana State, LSU, 
in uh, a couple of years. Yeah, so she's excited. My wife, my wife was an LPGA player. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Oh, so it's just a golf family then. Yeah, yeah. Except my 14-year-old, she doesn't. She likes to sing and dance. Ah. <laughs> well, that's that's really cool. Yeah. And you turned pro in 1996. How did that? Oh, uh, well, sorry. What made you come to that decision? So, I mean, that was just the thing to do. I think everybody does that. Um, they go to college, they play their four years, and um, that's the next step. And fortunately, I was um, good enough to where Ping um, wrote me a check for $15,000 and told me to go play. And so I, so 15000 back in 1996 is probably like they wrote me a check for 35000 um, and today, just to get me going, because it's a, as you know, it's expensive to travel the country, and and I don't come from money. So um, fortunately, when I started playing, um, I did well in my first few pro tournaments and saved some more money. And then, fortunately, my second try, I made the Corn Ferry Tour, and then made some more money, and just kept making money, and then made money. <laughs> <laughs> And then I know it said you went through web.com and you actually got qualified to the PGA tour. Can you tell us about your web.com? Yeah, um, so back then you could go to tour school. They still have a tour school, but it's for the corn fair tour. Uh, back, back then it was for the PGA tour and, and I made it through on my third try and it was uh, there quit. And it was, uh, you know, it was awesome. I got my tour card and the next thing I know I'm warming up next to, Phil Mickelson, Tiger Woods, B.J. Singh. Um, fortunately, Phil Mickelson's also from San Diego, and I know him as well. So um, the stars of the tour I actually knew, so I felt kind of comfortable being out there. Um, but it's totally different these days. I mean, college kids now, they're ready to go play after one or two years and um, very much more competitive, much more of a world game. Yeah. Um, but but – um, I will tell you this, Angelina. I was probably, in my time, probably one of the best putters that you've ever seen. Uh-huh. I mean, I ball striking, I was just okay. My short game and putting was, I'll put it up against Tiger Woods back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, like, when we were talking to Coach Meeks, he mentioned that you would make every single putt. Oh, it was it's insane, and I still do. I'll play with my guys, and I'll <laughs> hole flop shots and – make 30 footers and they're like, how do you do that? And I'm like, I don't even know. I just hit it and they go in. So it's like just practice, 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 practice. I just practice for hours on top of hours. And I do believe, I do believe the more time you put in, the better the breaks are that you get. Oh, okay. That's what I, I think. Mm-hmm. Did you do any drills for putting or? Yeah, I would make, I would make, a hundred three footers. Now try this every day. It takes you about 20 minutes. It's not even that much. I'm making my 16 year old do it right now. But, and when your back starts hurting a little bit, that's when you know you're really starting to do it. So yeah, I did it every day, seven days a week. I'd make a hundred three footers and I would just putt, 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 putt. If you go to a golf course, everybody's in the driving range. You look at a putting green, it's empty. There's just nobody putting. So I always did the opposite of what, what people did just because I'm not going to be 
you know, I'm not going to do what everybody does. I want to do something unique. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Did you do it like in the same spot or? No, I do it. It's called the ring of fire. I do the ring of fire and you can miss. I, I wasn't that guy. You had to make a hundred in a row. I just made a hundred. Another bad thing you can do is get onto a putting green and start putting from 10 feet. You want to start short just to get confidence of seeing the ball going in the hole. See the ball going in the hole. See the ball going in the hole and just get confident. 103 footers, keep making them, keep making them, keep making them. And you'll be surprised at how many putts you'll start making from outside of three feet. I mean, I just, I love putting them. It's my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you're such an amazing putter. I, I am. <laughs> we'll have a putting contest sometime. Oh my gosh! Oh, you know what's so you know what's so funny is if you were if you were a boy, I couldn't do this oh. because you would be well, you'd be a potential recruit. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. But since you're a, since you're a girl, I can do it. But um, um, yeah. So that that's good because I I I I'm not even allowed to talk to sophomores. No wait, yeah, sophomores until June fifteenth. Oh, so like I can have Zoom. I can have Zoom calls with them, but I just can't. I can't. Um, I just can't uh, talk about. No, I can have Zoom calls with my with my. So I have one. Oh, have you met Ryan Pladowski? Oh yeah. Or like. Well, that's his yeah, he's coming to my school. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's playing for me in 2022. So I, I talked to him, but I can't talk to the 2023s yet. Yeah. So it was just I know like back in the days you could recruit whenever, right? Or I don't know. I've only been doing this for this is my fourth year. Oh, fourth year. Oh. I think you're right though. I think I mean I think like fifteen years ago I could recruit at twelve year olds if I wanted to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ah yeah. the recruiting process is different now. Yeah. Where do you want to go play? Um I think like anywhere is fine. I think I'm looking. Are you looking for academics? Um, just more academic, better, like stronger academics. Yeah, have you have you looked down in these colleges called like uh, Occidental and Pomona Pitzer? Those schools down here in Southern Cal. Um, not yet. Okay. Um, have you been to California a bunch? Um, yeah, I play um a fair amount of tournaments there. You play the future champions? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I just started doing more this year. So. That's great. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> now, you got in and played on the PGA Tour in 1999. What feelings did you experience then? Um, so in 1999, I was just – I had an amazing uh, first eight tournaments – um, it's called the West Coast Swing, and um, I played good at Torrey. I played good at the Sony Open, and I played good uh, somewhere else. But after that, I got my butt kicked just because you're playing against people that have already played the golf courses so many times. I was only 25. I was learning everything new. So basically, I held on for dear life, and then the second year, I started getting it going, and then the third year, um, I started really getting it going. And then years four, five, six is when I made the Ryder Cup. And then 
I started having my children and I, and I was terrible at juggling career and home life and um, didn't play as well. But um, from about 2000 until 2006, I was one of the best players in the world. I got to, I got to 21 in the world. And um, I, I didn't, you don't really, I don't know about you, but I don't really think much about it when you're doing it. I, I don't know. I don't sit there and go, wow, look at this. Like, look at, I mean, it is, it is amazing. The first time you get on a private jet, you fly from a tournament to a tournament and you know, the Cadillac's waiting for you when you get off. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I'm definitely an overthinker. So I was like, yeah, yeah. don't think so much. Mm -hmm. And then I know in your first year as a professional, you managed to get top 10 at the Sony open. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so the first, very first PGA Tour event, 1999, I was so nervous. I snap hooked the ball out of bounds. Ah. Oh, yeah, I was so nervous. But guess what? With four holes to go, I was winning the golf tournament. And then, oh. yeah, and then I just, I made like two bogeys coming in and lost by two. And, um, but it's amazing. First shot out of bounds. Four holes to go. I'm leading, but then I I didn't finish strong and 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 um um no it was just it was awesome. I, I love going to the Sony Open every year. Mm -hmm. um, I think I played in it 13 times, so it was it was it was pretty cool. Yeah, it's crazy. You guys play at the Kapalua, right? Yeah, I played there once. I only won once on tour, so those um, are the people who those are the people who win and um. Yeah, that's a that's a great way to start. They put you up at the Ritz Carlton, and um, yeah, it's nice. Mm -hmm. And you also captured your first win on the PJ Tour in the 2002 Reno Tahoe Open. Can you tell us about that experience? Yeah, so the week before was the PGA Championship. It's a major. There's four majors on the tour, and I finished third. So the week before was a major. It was called the PGA Championship. And I finished third. Um, I play. I was playing really well, and then I rolled into Reno and playing well. I didn't know it. And I felt very confident, and I, I won the tournament. So I won like a million dollars in a week stretch, which back then was like two million now. So um, yeah, it was crazy. And then and then uh, that was a great year, 2002, because I got married. Um, um, yeah, it was cool. It was a, it was a good year for sure. Mm -hmm. And then I know my second question was actually going to mention the PJ Championship. Uh, can you tell us about that? Um, yeah, so the PJ Championship, I played. That was the the that was the major I played best in. I had a third and a fourth place finish. Mm -hmm. um, my best memory of the PJ Championship is uh, the 2004 one at Whistling Straits, where I played on Sunday with Phil Mickelson. And he is like a rock star. Like the people are lined up and they're walking out and they're like, Phil, Phil. And I'm playing with him and I'm just walking with, you know, just going, Hey, what's up? Like, we're about me, you know, like, like what? <laughs> I was like, Hey, you know, like there's Phil, but here's Riley right here. Yo. <laughs> but, uh, just kidding. I just messed with you. But, uh, but, uh, it was a good time. I actually beat Phil that day. I shot like 69 and he shot 70. So, um, that was a thrill to play with someone 
I admired growing up in, in junior golf. And um, that was a good 2004 PGA. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it was fun. In 2002, you also played in the Ryder Cup. Can you tell us about that experience? Yeah, so 2004, I played in the Ryder Cup with Tiger Woods again. So I played the Walker Cup and Ryder Cup with Tiger. And um, that was not good because we really got our butts kicked that week. But um, I was paired with Tiger a few times in, in the tournament. And, I mean, the crowds were crazy, yelling Tiger. He's a rock star. And, oh, four, he was at the height of his, his golf. Um, and so it was, it was fun. I mean, I just, I just feel so – looking back at everything, I just had fun. I just had fun with everything I did. And um, the chips fell where they made, and it was, it was awesome. So I'm very thankful. That's really great. And, like, winning the past tournaments, did that get you into there? Um, yeah. So basically the Ryder Cup's a two-year point system mm-hmm. um, based on how you do in all those tournaments for two years. And I played well enough with top – I think you got points for top tens. And, and I played well enough for two years to make it to the Ryder Cup. And um, it, was just, it was just two years of, of, you know, hard work paid off. And um, you know what, Angelina, I, I didn't want to be the guy that was still out there. I love what I'm doing now. I love, I love hanging out with, with college kids and, and trying to help them get better with their games. And at the same time, have fun. I had so much fun at UNLV where um, – this is my way of kind of giving back to the game. Mm-hmm. Eric Meeks helps you guys out, you know, wants to see you do well, and I, and I want to see my college players do well. I'm excited to get Ryan Pladowski, who Eric teaches, just to, you know, he's, he's, he's all in on golf and school. He does well in school. So um, I, that's my way of giving back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And you played in many other majors, such as the Open – the U.S. Open and the Masters. Can you tell us about those experiences? So, yeah, I played in the Masters three times, and I, and I made the cut all three times. Um, I wish I would have enjoyed it a little more. I probably put my put a little bit of pressure on myself in those. Um, that's the only golf course I've ever felt like if you hit a putt too hard, it's going to keep going and then go into the water. So it's, like, very, like, very tentative. If you get it in the wrong spots – you got to play defensive golf. Um, Tiger and Phil, they know that golf course like you know the course you play every single day. Like they know exactly where to hit it, exactly where the pins are. When you play in it one or two times, it's like, you know, I just dreamed of getting to the Masters. I didn't dream of winning the Masters. Like I was happy just to be there. So, yeah, I mean, that was a thrill. U.S. Open was always too hard for me. It was set up super hard I never played very well on that. And um, a lot of the times I didn't even try to qualify for it. Ah. Uh, also, how did you get in there? Did you just – For get- the U.S. Open? Yeah. So, so if you're ranked top 50 in the world, they give you automatic exemption. Oh. Um, and one time I think I qualified just by playing. But, um, yeah, if I could win one major, it would probably be the Masters. Just because you get to go back every year. Oh, that's great. And do you still play, like, in the senior tour, or did you? No, I'll, the senior tour starts at age 50, and I just turned 47. Oh, uh, 
So right now I'm just concentrating on our golf team doing really well, which we're heading in the right direction. So um, we actually go down to Arizona this Saturday and oh. play in the tournament. So well, I'm excited luck. about that. Yeah, I'm excited about that. Yes, you guys are going to win. I hope so. And then you have like r many great tournaments, and I just couldn't choose which one to ask you. <laughs> what were some of your favorite ones? So the, the, my most memorable one is here in uh, Torrey Pines. Um, I got into a playoff with a guy named John Daly and a guy named Luke Donald. And all my friends, imagine having 10,000 people on the hole, all your friends from when you were growing up, everybody from San Diego that I knew was out there cheering me on. But, but John Daly was a bigger. Uh, everybody was cheering him on a lot more. And I hit a putt that did a 360 lip out to oh. – he birdied the hole, and I did a 360 lip out to make par, and it was devastating because oh. other than the Masters winning Torrey Pines on my home course could have been the best thing ever. Mm -hmm. Was that the Farmers Insurance? Yeah, Farmers. That's yeah. great. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. And now you're the head coach at USD. How's your experience there? It's been great. I mean, the first two years we really were really bad. I mean, I, my guys couldn't break 75 or 76. Oh. And now I feel like my whole team can shoot under par. So um, it's just a lot of hard work, a lot of recruiting, a lot of talking with families. And, and the University of San Diego is a great school. We don't have a girls golf team, so that's unfortunate. But um, it's a great school. It, it, it's uh, tough academically. Um, it's expensive, but it's small. So, you know, I don't know what you, how old's your sister? Um, she's 12. Okay. So when you get to college, you're going to either want to find a, a college that's big where like a lot of people or a smaller school that's private. Um, our school is small and private. So you pretty much know everybody on campus. I think there's 5,000, 6,000 people. Whereas if you go to like a UNLV or a San Diego State, there's 30,000, 35,000, so you don't know a lot of people. I know. You'll, you'll find you have plenty of time. But, uh, but um, yeah, so it's, it just depends on what, what a kid wants. But um, um, you know, uh, San Diego is a great place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it sounds really nice. It is. What made you decide to coach there? Um, I didn't. So when I got off the tour in 2012, I took four years off to be with my family and my girls and help them. And then, and then I didn't know what I wanted to do. And, um, I actually was a volunteer assistant coach up at UNLV with coach Knight. Oh, nice. And yeah, it was cool. And it, I was fortunate enough to have this job open up and, um, they hired me and, um, it's been great. It's been, it's been awesome. I've met a lot of nice people through school. Um, like I said, I love trying to help young people like yourself get better. I feel like I have a lot of knowledge that will help help young players um, if they want to listen. Sometimes it blows my mind that some of the kids don't want to listen to me, but, you know, I'm like, okay, go ahead and do it. Yep, there you go, double buggy. Like, <laughs> I'm kidding. But, uh, no, it's been great. It's been great. It's my, it's my way of giving back. Yeah, that's amazing. And I know you said like the first two years of you coaching there, your team was like not what you expected. How did you yeah. make them better? 
sort of. Unfortunately, I didn't. They actually graduated, and then then I brought in my own recruits who are better players. That's funny you said that because I was trying to make them better, but they weren't there to get better at golf. They were there to go to school and and and, and be great at academics, which is fine, but. I'm the golf coach. I'm not the chemistry teacher. Like I, I need my golf players to be good. So basically it's a waiting game. When you inherit a program that needs change, you run the kids through program that are already there. I was supportive with them. I tried to help them, but they just weren't really that much into golf. They got a golf scholarship to go to college and not to be. Now, now out of my 11 guys, eight of them want to play professionally. And so they're all in. So they're so it's just a different it's a different um, mindset versus when I took over versus now. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. And what do you look for in a player? Um, well, the thing I look for that you can't see is inside their head and inside their heart. You know what I mean? I want to see if they have a lot of heart and a lot of you know the the only reason not the only reason, but the biggest reason that I made it on the PGA Tour and where I am now is my attitude. There is not one person with a better attitude than me, Angelina. I have the best attitude. If it's raining, I want it to rain harder. If the wind's blowing, I want it to blow harder. I don't want to – I want what other people don't want. I, if, if the wind is blowing 25 into my face, I love it. Like – my attitude, I, there's nothing that, there's nothing that gets me down. I just, I just, uh, I think you have to embrace all the challenges and it's how you deal with that, um, that gets you ahead on the golf course and, and in life in general, because you're young, but there's a lot of things that's going to happen. And if you have a positive attitude, you can get through almost anything. Mm-hmm. You can't get yeah. through anything. Yeah, that's, that's great advice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what other things or like do you think there's any other things that make you want to pick a player besides score um you know what you know what it is i mean honestly i'll i won't i won't talk to you i'll talk to your people around you i'll talk to your swing coach i'll talk to you because you're going to tell me what i want to hear i want to hear what what you're like from people who don't you know so, but what do I look for? I look for obviously someone who's a great putter. I mean, you can hit three bad shots and make a putt and make par. Um, I think the putting is the biggest part of your game. If you want to be great, be a good putter, which kills me because my 16-year-old, she's really good at ball striking and her putting is like, I can't even watch. Like, it's so like, because I'm so used to like making 30-footers and she like hoping to two-putt from 30 feet. So, um, but she's trying. So, um, putting is everything, Angelina. If you can putt, you can play. No doubt about it. Yeah, definitely. And can you educate us about the recruiting process? Um, yeah. So what I do, I, I go to junior golf tournaments. They give you a sheet, and they see. They'll say if they're committed or if they're not committed. If they're committed, I don't watch them. But um, I'll go to the driving range. I'll look at swings, see if I see anything I like. Um, I talk to people, try to get inside information on people. Um, fortunately, being here in Southern California, we have so many golfers here. So I don't have to go to Texas, Florida, 
um, to Europe, to Asia. Um, I don't have to do that just because they're here. If I'm at a different school in the middle of, I don't know, let me think of one, Wyoming, where there's not much junior golf, then you have you have to be creative and probably, you know, recruit off the internet, you know, talk, make some relationships with um, IMG Academy and all that stuff. But I'm fortunate here. We got the future champions. We have um, AJGA events come down here. Southern California, I don't have to leave really. Yeah. I mean, my whole team right now is San Diego, Palm Desert, LA. Oh, that's. So, so it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, California is definitely really strong. Yeah, yeah. That's why San Diego, our golf program was so bad and our athletic director couldn't understand it. Mm. What time do you start, like, looking at players? Mm-hmm. Probably, like, like, tw- like right now I'm looking at 2023s. 20- I'm looking at 2022s, but this pandemic has caused a really backlog in all this because of people staying on another year. So, um, like, right now, I, I'm – like, Ryan Pladowski is my 2022. But then I'm looking at 2023s right now. I mean, I can't talk to them. I can't do anything. I have kids sending me emails, but um, I'm not. I'm not even close to 2024 right now. So, um, um, yeah. So I'm on 2023s. Oh, okay. So you just look at them in sophomore year, sort of. Yeah. Because oh, okay. a lot can happen in your last two years, like how good you can get. And you know, my daughter, she's playing with a couple of girls that. Once they commit, they, like, stop playing tournaments and stuff like that. I'm like, that makes zero sense to me. Like, that would motivate you to play more tournaments and get better. Yeah. But I don't know. And you played on the PGA Tour, so obviously you've experienced a lot of pressure. What were some of the techniques you used to calm yourself down? Um, My caddy was really funny. Um, I like to laugh. Uh Um. I used to joke with my caddy. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm so nervous right now. I can't even swallow. And he's like, here, drink some water. Or I'm like, we would make fun of it. We'd think it's funny, like, you know, to get nervous out there. But the thing that you really need to always think about is your routine. If you're in your routine, just do your routine. My, I used to have swing thoughts of, like, hold my finish and just watch the ball. Like, simple stuff. I'm sure your swing's good and – um, another thing, like just keep good balance. It, it's, it's, I mean, everybody gets nervous. I love getting nervous. The more nervous, the better. I love it because that means you're doing really well. If you're not nervous, that means you don't care. And it's, you're probably, doesn't, you're probably not doing that good. Mm-hmm. Ah, that makes sense. And how did you like get to where you were? Uh, putting, putting, putting in my, putting in my attitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you definitely say that it was your mental game that was strong? For sure. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. And what drills did you use and suggest players to use? Um, like I was telling you earlier, the three footers, 100 a day, mm-hmm. staying on the putting green all day. Um, not all day, but yeah. way, more than, way more than the driving range. Um, but. Um, yeah, I mean, drills, drills, I mean, drills are easy. Like, I can give you 100 different drills. Um, but, I mean, you you know, there's not a specific drill that gets you out there. But just doing a couple of your favorite drills, I mean, 
I don't know. I stick I stick clubs down sometimes and mess around with those kind of drills. I'm weird though. I like to practice. Like like I love it. Like some kids don't like it. Um, I, I love it. I, I think practicing is fun. That's why when I get to tournaments, the time to work on your game is practice. And then when you get to tournaments, you get to show it off. So, um, yeah. Yeah, that's nice. And how many hours do you suggest players to practice for? It all depends. I mean, I think it's, I think it's quality over quantity. I mean, I think if you go out there and you give yourself a good two-hour practice and you work on um, putting, chipping, and hitting, like do that one day for two hours and then the next day don't do it and go play 18 holes. Like I think playing golf is way better than practicing. Uh-huh. I think, I think playing and hitting different shots out on the golf course is way better than, than practicing every day. Mm-hmm. So if you're practicing five days a week, I'd start playing. I'd just start playing more. I know golf courses are crowded right now, but uh-huh. you can get into a rhythm on a driving range where you start hitting it good all the time. But when you get out on a golf course, it's different. You see differently. You see different, you know. So my answer to that is to play. Oh, okay. That's, that's a really great answer. I'm going to start using it. I like it. <laughs> and what tournaments do you suggest players to play? For college? Um, well, like junior golfers. I think, I, think um, I mean, honestly, just anything. I think playing in, in Las Vegas junior golf, I think playing in Futures Champions, um, AJGA, I think any tournament, any tournament is good. I think, I think you just need to play tournaments. Um, yeah, I mean, any golf tournament you play in is good. I don't think there's specific tournaments you have to play in. Now, if you're trying to go to a different – if you're trying to gear your sort to a different school, to a certain school, mm-hmm. you just shoot emails to your, and tell them what you're playing. And I get, I get 10 emails a day um, from kids that want to come play golf. Some are from overseas. I'd say half of them are from overseas, whether it's Asia or whether it's um, Europe, Spain, you know. Um, and I'm not recruiting those kids. I just sent an email back saying, hey, sorry, we're, we're done recruiting for your year and best of luck because I actually want kids that are local just because um, – and when I say local, I mean Texas can be local just where they can get home and back and forth mm-hmm. where, you know, they don't – you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And how should someone approach the rankings? I don't look at rankings. You oh. know, I, I think rankings are overrated. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I have a kid coming in next year that's – I don't even think he's ranked, but he's a really good player. So um, he just can't afford to play in tournaments. He doesn't have the money. So um, I've watched him play several times, and he's really good. Mm-hmm. So – and he's not ranked, but uh, – um, yeah, I don't think I think I think rankings are in junior golf. You just gotta play tournaments. Play tournament. Oh, okay. So your advice would just be play as many tournaments as you can. Yes, play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great advice. And how much do you think parents should get involved? Well, that's a great question. Um, 
And, you know, I don't know the answer to that. I mean, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I mean, that's a, that's a question. Like, how much am I involved with my daughter? It just depends on the parent and the kid. Like, if the, if the, if the parent is mean to the kid or the kid doesn't like their parents around, I think they need to work it out. You know what I mean? If, um, I don't like watching my daughter play tournaments. Like it's frustrating to me. And I, you know, I'm not, and at the end of the day, you want them to have fun. I don't, I mean, that's a great question. But then you look at Tiger Woods, look at what his dad, his dad was all over him, um, made him into a superstar. So I don't know, Angelina, that's a tough, that's a tough question. Yeah. Do you think there should be like boundaries or just? (laughs) Yeah, I think, I think the player, ah, that's really tough. I I don't know. (laughs) I can't even speak on that. I think everybody's situation is different. Um, The parents pay for the kids stuff to do stuff. The parents want their kid to go to a nice school. Mm -hmm. Ah, That's just hard. I I mean, I mean, I was fortunate. My dad didn't really come around much. I kind of just took to the love of the game. Um, I don't know. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't, I can't answer that. Okay. okay. That's a tough question. But yeah, um, that is. you would definitely, would you say that if you want to success, you need passion or for sure. Yeah. You want to be there. You don't want to not be there. So, yeah. and I've seen that before. It's sad when some kids, you can just tell they're there for their parents and um, it stinks, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. And what's your, I guess, mindset about golf? <laughs> My mindset is to shoot as low as you can. And, and hopefully the wind blows or it rains because I know, <laughs> if, it, I know if it does all that, then if, it, if it's raining and blowing, half the field doesn't even want to be there. So I'll beat half of them. And then the other half, I'll beat them too because I'm a great putter. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's great. And yeah. what's your secret sauce of advice for golf and life in general? Have fun. Not I mean, fun. yeah. I mean, try to have fun in what you're doing. Be passionate about what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and just be truthful to yourself and to people around you and what you're really passionate about. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes people aren't going to like what you have to say, but the truth the truth. You know what I mean? Like my 14-year-old my doesn't. Yeah, I don't like. I I don't want to play golf and play tournaments, and that's fine. I you know, even though she has a beautiful swing and stuff like that, but um, she wants to play soccer and run and do other things. So let's do that. Yeah, that's grim. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Angelina. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming today. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's good to meet you. Good luck with everything. No, thank you. Go tell, tell, tell Eric Meeks hi. Okie dokie, I will. Thank Take you. care. Bye. Thank you for listening today. Please share this with a friend and subscribe to be sure you get our next episode. Hope your next round is your best round.